ought to shout this morning. Come on, what you got? So very good. Thank you, Pastor Kirk, Pastor Suzette. You may be seated. Huge congratulations to the Rock Church of Asheville. 28 years. Come on. That is phenomenal. You know, it's easy to start. It's another thing to keep going. Amen. And so, uh, Resty and I are so uh, incredibly grateful uh, for walking with these guys for 27 and a half years. Um, I was really just moved by the Spirit of God and that whole tears thing at the first, uh, the first altar call. The anointing was just so powerful. I just... It just brought me to my knees, and, and uh, no, but we really are so grateful, and our life is blessed. In just a moment, I'll show you a picture of uh, uh, our four sons and beautiful Ressi. Greetings from the church on 68 in Greensboro. We're so uh, thankful to be a part of what God is doing here. And uh, so a couple things I just want to mention. Yeah, there they are. Hi, guys. So, uh, yeah, the, the queen, she's the little one right there on the, on the left-hand side, and so on the left, Andrew, that's our oldest. He's 22 years old now, and uh, he is our lead drummer at church, self-taught, and uh, man, the boy can flat go. I don't know where he got it from, actually. Uh, then there's Ressi, and then Evan, he's our 15-year-old, uh, ninth grader, and then Spencer, uh, he's 20, and he's a sophomore in college, and then Ashton is a senior in high school. And, uh, and I want to tell you that the faithfulness of God in his orchestrating our getting connected with these guys, man, little did I know all that God had in store uh, by a simple phone call back. Hey, man, y'all coming back? Yeah, I guess we are coming. We aren't going anywhere else, and so you, we might as well. But I'm telling you, in the wisdom and the knowledge of God, God knew something. He knew a whole lot more at that time than, I, than he let me in on, and so uh, we're grateful. So come on, let's give Pastor Kirk and Suzette another shout uh, this morning. So uh, we are honored to, uh, to be a part of this milestone in the history of your church, and, and I want to tell you, you've got some of the best, most faithful pastors on the planet, and, uh, and I can say that because I've been walking with them. You may be new here in, in a year or so, or six months, or maybe even three to five years, but I want to tell you, there's some things that are only proven over the test of time. There's some things that are only proven over the test of time. So if you're here and you're relatively new, uh, I just want to encourage you from somebody who's been walking with this couple for almost 28 years now, that what you see is what you get. They're the real deal. They love God. They love each other. They love their family, and they love the house of God. And how many of you know at the end of the day, that's pretty strong stuff right there. Amen. So come on, let's give them another shout right now. <clears throat> So uh, I just want to encourage you in our pre-service prayer meeting uh, from first service at the 8.45, is that what time that prayer time is? Uh, we were, man, just walking through the auditorium and praying, and uh, a couple things that the Lord just really spoke that I just want to encourage you uh, it, with this before we get into the message. Uh, the first thing that the Lord spoke to me as we were in this prayer meeting was that uh, every promise and every word that has been spoken over this church, God is faithful to look after to see it come to pass. And I'm telling you, amen. <clears throat> and I wanna just encourage you with this. Sometimes the, the space of time between when God speaks a thing and God does the thing, that's the, that's the place where life actually gets worked out. And some of you are here this morning and you really have a keen sense that God has spoken some things to you. Maybe it's relationally, Maybe it's concerning starting a family, could be a business. Maybe you're even here this morning and God has spoken something to your heart concerning ministry. And it seems like it's taking a long time. 
One of the things I'll never forget, Pastor Kirk preaching, he says, God takes a long time to act suddenly. Amen? So when God does act, it's like full-on amazing, but sometimes it seems like it takes forever. It's like, God, you've been doing this for a while, but I've only got so many years. Would you just get on with it? I'm telling you, when God begins to speak a thing, but I just want to encourage you, if you are here and you're in this environment of worship and you're in this environment where, where the word of the Lord is coming, it's being taught, it's being, it's being preached, it's being declared, I want to encourage you to don't just hang around here in church, but lean in to all that God is doing here. Uh, and you are going to find that that word that God has spoken to your heart personally, and I believe all the words that God has spoken over this house corporately are going to be established. He is faithful to watch over his word. He's the one that's going to perform it. And I've discovered after 18 years as a senior minister and over 30 years of walking with Jesus, he can look after his word way better than I can. Amen. So come on, let's give the Lord a shout uh, right there. And, uh, and the next thing that the Lord spoke to him, Pastor Suzette touched on that during the, uh, during the greeting, uh, is generations. How many of you know that we serve a God who's not one generational? The Bible says he's the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And what he's doing is referencing there uh, the, the understanding that, that everything that God does is always with generations in mind. See, so when we got connected with these guys 27 and a half years ago, he, God had in mind my four sons. God had in mind the little two and three-year-olds that are running around our church seemingly like they're full on, but they're coming to part of the Wednesday night prayer meetings, and we've got six-year-olds coming up to the microphone and saying things like, I heard God say that we are people who move forward and we never go back. And the kid is six years old and he's prophesying in the house of God. So I want to just encourage you this morning, what God is doing is generational. And if I can encourage you, there's no way after that phone call I could have seen a city, Greensboro, North Carolina, and the impact that God was going to do there, and literally the thousands of people. Every week we've got a pastor's prayer meeting, and pastors from all over the city come together and we pray. Man, I, could, I'm not even, I may not even get to the notes, brother. Second service, you know. First service, you know, you kind of have to... Second service, we're ordering pizza. <laughs> but, uh, but I'm telling you that some of the things that I've learned by being connected with Pastor Kirk and Suzette. Pastor, I'll never forget when we were meeting over in Turtle Creek Shopping Center. And on Wednesdays, you used to always go in to the inner sanctum to pray. And so we as a staff, you know, it's like, Shh, don't mess around. Pastor's in the auditorium praying. He's getting a word. He's getting. A... And I'm telling you, so on the one, one thing, we recognize he's in there. But I'm telling you, seeing him go in week in and week out into the auditorium there, into the sanctuary to pray, I want to tell you, that sets something deep in the core of who I am. That now, one of the primary things that God has called us to do in the city of Greensboro is prayer and intercession. And I'm telling you, this is not just some little thing that I, that, I, that I looked up online. It's because there's a spirit of prayer on this couple. There's a spirit of worship on this couple. There's a spirit of generosity on this couple. And I'm telling you, that's impacting generations in the city of Greensboro. So never underestimate, church, the power of connection. Never think, oh, well, I can kind of take it or leave it. We're going to get into some stuff here in a few minutes and look at the Word of God about the importance of connections. But I want to tell you that this morning, standing before you, uh, I was reminded of a scripture. Resty and I were uh, on holiday a few weeks back, and, and, and Resty reminded me of this one scripture. It, it talks about a man who was walking by a field, and he said, that field 
preached me a message. That, think about that. That field spoke to me. And you know what? So often when we've got, we've got podcasts, we've got webcasts, we've got newscasts, we've got outcasts, we've got, well, there's all kinds of stuff. How many of you realize we've got so much information that we're trying to intellectually process all at one time? I believe if we could learn to discern some fields, we'll allow the Holy Spirit to begin to speak and bring perspective. Amen. That field will preach a, preach a message. I'm telling you, the field of the Rock Church of Asheville is speaking a message that I'm telling you is going to impact this region. It is doing such. I had this thought during worship, and this is just, again, none of this is in the notes, so you know it's all good. You know what I'm saying? You know it's God. When it's not in the notes and it's all the... Uh, but I was thinking about how there's a, there's a whole lot of people right now that are attracted to Asheville. There's this, there's this draw factor uh, to Asheville. Uh, I believe that's, that, that draw factor is actually spiritual in nature. Do you, do you believe that? It, 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 there's, a, there's, a, there's a spiritual nature. I want to just uh, give a word of encouragement uh, to the Rock Church this morning. Uh, never underestimate the power of your voice in worship. Uh, when we come together, we are coming to lift up and magnify the name of Jesus. That spiritually, the ramifications are far more reaching than the walls of this church. That when you worship and you begin to lift up the name of Jesus, how many of you know the Bible says uh, that if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto myself? So when we, we, when we don't sing songs, it's not about that. It's about magnifying the Lord. It's about praising his name. It's about lifting his name on high. I'm telling you, God begins to draw people to himself. I've discovered as we've learned how to worship not sing songs, that he is the best drawer of people way beyond any marketing campaign we could ever come up with. Lord, have mercy. Don't, don't get me preaching. What ends up happening, if we don't find ourselves worshiping, we have to rely on marketing campaigns. But if we continue as the church, continue to declare the lordship of Jesus, his word, we will see it begin to come to pass. Amen? And so I just want to encourage you, there's a draw factor to this place. Not just an attraction naturally, but a spiritual draw. So I charge you, Rock Church Asheville, no more singing songs. No more. You purpose in your heart, I'm coming and I'm coming to, I'm not coming for the worship team to bless me. I'm coming to bless the Lord. Amen. Will you make that determination this morning? You're going to find, amen. You're going to find as you are creating space, I so want to come off the stage. I'm just telling you, Pastor Kurt said to me this morning, he said, he, I said, uh, one of the guys said, hey, do you walk around? I said, oh, I walk around a lot. And I said, can I come off the stage? And Pastor's like, no, 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 because the lighting and the camera guys will get mad. So I, I feel like it's a bit like an invisible fence. You know what I'm saying? For your dog, you know, I feel like, man, if I could only uh, come out. So I feel a little trapped, but I'll just walk back and forth and keep the camera guys working busy and, you know, just keep them a little fake and see how <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> see how good they are, yeah, <laughs> amen, see if we can juke them, so, um, but I'm telling you, God is doing amazing things here. How many of you know that there's a word of the Lord coming to the house right now about connections, amen, and, uh, and in fact, it's not just a word that, that's being preached, it's a word that's being built right out front. I'm telling you, the whole front of the place is gone. What's the estimated completion date of that? Wait, okay, okay, okay. Hey, did y'all feel that? Wait a minute. The moment of silence. 
Another thing I learned from Pastor Kirk is that the estimate is the lie you tell yourself to get started. It always takes longer and costs more. Yeah, amen. If you haven't built nothing, I don't want you to hear about it either. So, uh, but here's the deal. You guys are creating space. You're not just preaching a word. You're living a word. You're not just talking about connections. You're making room. I'm telling you, there's people that are awaiting the completion of that. You haven't even met them yet. Come on. How many of you guys have been coming in the last year here? This year, like last year. Okay, I got one year. Can I get two? I got two years. Can I get two years? Yeah, I got two years. Can I get three? I got two years right here. Can I get five years? I got five years. I got five years. Right? You've been here in the last 10. I'm telling you, those who have gone before you cleared a space for you to be sitting here. How great is that? You're sitting here because someone else sacrificed, someone else sowed, someone else stepped in. I'm telling you, so what you're doing right now and, and giving for the expansion and, and all that stuff, there are people that are waiting. And I'm telling you, there will be some of the best people that you've ever met in your life. Do you believe that this morning? Yeah, do you believe that? Come on. So we're just so excited for all that, uh, all that God is doing. And I am going to get to some scripture here in a little bit. I remember when Pastor Kirk called me and he said, hey, man, we'd love for you to come and preach our 28th anniversary. And, and uh, my first thought was, yes. Then my next thought was, oh, no, because he, man, he's one of the best teachers on, I'm telling you, on the planet. I still remember these, some of these things that he said that have really set the course deep within my spirit. Man, that goes to a whole nother message. Don't just listen to the word, receive the word. I'm telling you, put, oh, I want to come down. <laughs> I, 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 he's a man of prayer. He's not going to sermons.com to get some kind of message just to get through on a Sunday morning. When he's declaring the word of God, don't just listen to it. Don't just evaluate it. Don't just think about it. The Bible says, receive the engrafted word, which is able to save your soul. So I want to tell you, purpose in your heart when you come here. I'm here to receive from the Lord through Pastor Kirk as he's teaching, as he sought the Lord. Does this make sense this morning? Am I going too fast for anybody? Should I slow down? I didn't even have a coffee in between services. Can you imagine? We'd have to, we'd have to have an interpreter. Is he speaking in tongues? Nah, he's just on fire. Amen. Pastor said next Sunday we are uh, celebrating our 18th uh, church anniversary. Rest he sends her love. We've got a dear friend that's ministering this weekend. Uh, Graham Fletcher, Grandma Petty Fletcher from Vancouver, Canada, and Resty really wanted to be with us this morning, but she, uh, you know, when you have four sons, they're, they're boys, right? And, and so Graham's wife, Patty, came, and, and uh, Resty was really torn about coming, but when we thought about our sons looking after Miss Patty, we realized that it would probably be better for her to, uh, to, to, to kind of stick around to make sure at least Patty got to church, amen. So... Uh, <laughs> But, uh, but, but again, we're, we're just excited to be a part. But next week, we celebrate 18 years of God's faithfulness. Amen. In Greensboro. And, uh, and so this morning, as I was thinking about this thing about the field preaching, I, I'm not here to, today to sell you on this field. I'm just here to, to tell you some things that are happening in this field right here. I just want to point to some of the things, the faithfulness of Pastor Kirk and Pastor Suzette and the faithfulness of God and... And I want to make a few statements here. I want you to write this statement down. Never underestimate the eternal value of making connections. Never underestimate. Watch this. If I had underestimated 
the response to an invitation to come back, I don't know that I would be standing here today. I don't know that Resty and I would still be married. I don't know. I don't know. So never underestimate when the word is coming to the house about getting connected and, and jump in and be involved and just, you know, cultivate relationships. Please hear me now. I'm a 27 and a half year on benefactor of connection. So never underestimate the power, the eternal significance and value uh, of making uh, connections. And as pastor said, you know, it was April 22nd, 1990 was our first visit to the Rock Church. Was anybody born after 1990? Okay, never mind. I don't like that. Put your, put your, forget about it. You know, and I was thinking for those 28 years, how easy it must have been for Pastor Kirk and Suzette to walk with us. I mean, for real, how easy it would be to walk with me. I'll never forget the time we were walking down the hall this morning down in the office area, and I walked past my old office, and, uh, and uh, I'll never forget the time, and talk about walk, being easy to walk with me, and I'll never forget the time that Pastor just walked by my office, and it was just so easy for him to close the door so they didn't have to look upon the the spread of glory and papers and <laughs> my anointing just, yeah. It was easier for him to close the door than to look upon. But I'm very grateful. I'm thankful for fatherhood in the house. I'm thankful for a spiritual father. Amen. I thank you that, you know, Paul says this. He goes, you got a lot of teachers, but you don't have many fathers. There's a grace on this couple's life. They carry fatherhood. Book of Malachi talks about that in, you know, uh, in the last days that, uh, that, that he's going to return the hearts of fathers to sons and sons to fathers. And that's not just natural sons. That is spiritual sons. And I thank, I'm thankful that I am a son that was sent to Greensboro, but I'm thankful for a father's heart who allowed me and all of my youthfulness to discover how grateful I am to be connected in the house of God, the grace that's on his life. It's not just about having good teaching. It's about coming into a place where there's fatherhood in the house. Can I tell you when there's fatherhood in the house, the place is safe. Amen. So you're here this morning, you may not, this may be kind of a new type of church experience for you and, and it may be just different. You'd be like, man, I just, this isn't my picture of church. But the thing is you're here because you sense it's safe. Can I tell you, it's, it, it, it is safe. That's why, because there's fatherhood in the house. Right. Amen, there, there's fatherhood. and so. Uh, and, and men, fathers have a specific role. I mean, they, you know, they're not just, they're not here to be your buddy. I still want to come down off this platform. He, he, he's, not, he's not hired to just be your buddy. I've got four growing young men. And I'm telling you, uh, we are, our relationship is evolving as time has gone on. But I'm telling you, I'm their dad. I'm not their buddy. The moment we get into buddy realm is the moment that they stop receiving and, and that there's a breakdown of God's established order. So when we can really grab a hold of the fact that, that God, he, because he is a father, he releases fatherhood in the earth. And I'm telling you, I just commend you for being here. I wanna encourage you to keep pressing in to all that God is establishing here uh, because it really is. Not only is it a safe place, it's a healthy place. It's a place where you're going to be fed, you're going to be provided for, but then you're also going to be challenged to grow up and begin to provide for others. Amen? So come on, let's give God a shout on that.
right there. Uh, so uh, there, there's a word that's coming to, uh, to the Rock Church right now uh, in this season, and it is connections. And, uh, and, it's, and it's more than uh, a sermon series. It's more than just a great idea. It really is. You know, the Bible says in Matthew chapter 4, verse 4, that man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that what? Proceeds out of the mouth of God. So there is a proceeding word. Say proceeding word. There's a proceeding word that God is speaking over the Rock Church Asheville right now, and that word is connections. Connect. Get connected. It's, it's not just a concept. It's not just an idea. It's, not just, it, it is, it's what God is speaking over the house right now. I want you to write this statement down. With every word that God speaks, there is a corresponding grace from God for that word to be established in your life. So what I'm saying is, is that when God speaks a word, he's not asking you to perform it, but if you'll receive that word, contained in that word is grace for it to be established. Can I get an amen, somebody? The reality is, is that God's not going to speak a thing and then ask you to go do a thing. There was that one guy, Abraham. Hey, he's like, uh, a year from now, you are going to have a son. And he was old. He took one look at himself and said, well, I reckon I still got it. I don't know about the old girl, though. (laughs) So... So instead of receiving the word and the grace contained in the promise, what did Abraham do? Y'all, we could turn there and read it, but just if you'll walk with me. But the reality is he took matters into his own hands. He, didn't, he heard the word and he tried to go do the word. Instead of hearing the word and receiving the word, say, okay, God, let's see what you can do. I could, listen to me, Lord, I could come back down again. If I could tell you the things that God has spoken to us and over our church, and as we have stood and not tried to manufacture it and not try to make it happen, it is stuff that would blow y'all's mind. I feel like a kid at Christmas. I'm just like, Lord, this is amazing. Can I tell y'all a quick story? So we, uh, we, we, oh my Lord. Uh, Okay, it'll be quick. You've created an incredible place here, sir, that every guest minister falls victim to. I'm fighting it with all I've got. I'm just, all right, I'm not going to tell you the story, but I will tell you this. God, God, okay, God, God, you tease, stop it. All right, so I'm driving to Asheville probably nine years ago. We, we have moved into uh, a facility uh, that, it was a former furniture building, phenomenal facility. It's like crazy, huge, 80,000 square feet. We donate half the space to a feeding program that is uh, it's called Out of the Garden Project. This year, already, out of the back of our building of space that we've given to them, they have served 1,700,000 meals to kids in the triad. I'm telling you, it's wild. But in the process of renting, and then we, we were able to purchase the building, I'm driving to Asheville, and the Lord said something very interesting. I wasn't even praying. How many of you know that we serve a God who speaks? How many of you know sometimes he's like the interrupting cow? Yep, move, 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 come on. He just, just gets all up in your space. And I'm driving, not even praying. And, uh, and the Lord said to me, he said, there are eight people 
who will contribute a million dollars apiece to this project. Two million will come sooner. Six million will follow. I mean, you know, that's pretty awesome. Until you like look around and you're like, <laughs> I felt like Sarah that day. You remember when Sarah laughed and, and the Lord called her on it? You know, why are you laughing? I didn't laugh. No, 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 you did laugh. God, that'll preach. How many of you know God will speak to you and you snicker? He heard it. I'm telling you, sometimes when God speaks, it's so far beyond, like Sarah laughed. I don't think she laughed, and she's just like, right on, brother. Because it's so far beyond, right? Well, that's two million, six million. I can't even count that high. I don't even know what that looks like. Yeah, 100, 200, okay, million, huh? Sounded good. So so he spoke that word. So I'm like, all right, God, that's groovy. You're going to take care of that thing. And, uh, and when we ended up closing on the building, the owner of the building wrote off $675,000 of back rent and came off the appraised value of like $1.355 million, like the first $2 million, to the point where he said, uh, please tell Whitman not to tell my rabbi that I've given him $2 million. Amen. Hey, guys, listen to me. I could tell you story after story after story about the faithfulness of God watching after his word. If you will receive the word that's coming to this house right now, there is a grace for that word to be established. If you'll just receive it, every single one of you sitting in this room right now can be, will be a point of connection for someone that God desires to bring here. So it's not just about you getting connected. It's about you getting connected and to the house and then turning to receive who God wants to bring in. Amen? Come on, purpose in your heart to go there. Now, real quickly, because I know some of you are concerned, well, he hasn't put, Ethel, he's not put up any scriptures yet. I'm not sure where the brother's coming from. So, I, I hear you. And so, uh, I just want to go ahead and we'll put a scripture up. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 18. Just so you know, we do believe in the Bible and, and the Word of God, and we build on it. And amen, we're not just out there. We're building on the Word. But you know, the Apostle Paul uh, talks about, and he compares the body of Christ, really, to our physical, natural body. And for the sake of time, we could go through if everything was an eye, if everything was an ear. We're not teaching that, but there's a powerful verse. Watch this in verse 18. 1 Corinthians 12, 18, uh, Paul says this, but our bodies have many parts, and God has put each part just where he uh, he wants it. Look at this. Let's look at this scripture. Our bodies have many parts. So he's comparing it to the body of Christ. The body of Christ has many parts. And God has put each part just where he wants it. Hey, listen, as parts, it's not up to us to determine where we find where we put ourselves. Do you realize this is that if we were to go to a place or get connected to a place that is just like us, we'd have a barn full of hands, a barn full of legs, a barn full of ears. But God in his wisdom... He puts each part as he sees fit. So, so rather than saying, hey, welcome to the Rock Church. We're so glad that you're here. What we'd love for you to do is here's all the things that we offer you. I want to challenge you. And you need to know what's offered. You need to know what's here. You need to know what God is doing. But I want to challenge you. The question is not what do you have to offer me. The question is, God, where do you want me to be? And then you start breaking around when the anointing shows up and you start rhyming and breaking out and not where where uh it's, it's not where uh is suitable to me it's god where do you want me to be see when we allow god to place us 
I don't know that I would have picked Pastor Kirk. I'm pretty sure he wouldn't have picked me. As easy as I am. But God knew. God knew. There was probably days he had to like, get grace from God to hold on to the sons and daughters that he's been given. There was not one day that I had to find grace from God to... Okay. But our bodies have many parts and God has put each part just where he wants it. You know, more often than not, culturally, uh, we are looking for a good church instead of looking for God's placement. Right? Oh, well, I'm looking for something for my kids. I'm looking for something that's got singles. I'm looking for... Y'all have a silver saint ministry? <laughs> Y'all <y> have a... <laughs> right? We, we're looking for what we think we need. Lord, that'll preach right there. Guy standing out front of the church holding up his thing for some coins. You remember the story? And the disciples are on the way to the prayer meeting. That'll preach right there. Lord, have mercy. There's about 50 messages all just coming at you if you can hear this. And he's holding up his, he thinks he needs some coins. And they said, silver and gold, have I none? But what I do have, I'm going to give to you in the name of Jesus. Rise up and walk. He thought he needed coins, but what he really needed was a healing. <laughs> Hallelujah. Come on. So we think that we know what we're looking for in a church. The longer I do this, the more I realize I don't know what I'm doing. But I know that God does. And if I can develop my ear to hear him, if I can recognize, the Bible says those who are led by the Spirit of God, they're the sons of God. So if I can learn to allow God to place me in certain places and perspectives and in relationships, watch this, Father knows best. Father knows, but do you believe that this morning? I've discovered God knows more than me. He, he knows more than me. And the longer you walk with him, the more that you can trust him, the more that he asks you to do something and say, Father, that doesn't make any sense, but it doesn't have to make sense because I've learned to hear your voice. And you're going to bring me to a place that is blessed. You're going to bring me to a fruitful land. You're going to bring me to a place where you really do have your best intention in mind. Amen? He's a good God. He's faithful. And he knows. So don't allow the culture of shopping get on you. If this is where God's called you, You remember that from, from swimming lessons as a kid? You know, you do this, and then you just fall in. I never could quite get it. I always, like, I went that way, and then I ended up going straight. In the full, uh, but just jump in, church. Say, I'm going to do it. Amen. God knows best, and if you'll follow his placement, he really will see to it that you're taken care of. Amen. I want to encourage you to, uh, uh, I need a couple other thoughts before we, before we land this plane sometime before. <clears throat> um, because of the spiritual importance of discovering God's placement, we often underestimate the spiritual resistance in discovering God's placement. See, because it's really important spiritually, we sometimes underestimate that there will come resistance to you getting connected. See, we come in, oh, I love it here. Well, it'd be easy to connect here. Come here. If this is where God has you, trust me, the devil doesn't want you here. So there will come a resistance for you getting connected. 
there's some churches you can go to, and it's just easy. You can come and go as you please. Oh, I really love it, and there's nothing required, and this is easy. This must be the Lord. Let me just turn that thing on its head. The reality is, is that where God has called you, there will come a pressure or a test to keep you from connecting. Hey, listen, press through. I encourage you, whatever little thing that may get in your crawl, whatever little thing that you may feel like is a little kickback, somebody didn't talk to you, or they received an offering, or they've done this, or they're always going on missions trips, or they're, they're always pushing something around here. Hey, listen, there's a good sign if you're feeling some resistance that this is the place that God has you to be. Amen? Don't misperceive it. Press through those perceived obstacles. The Bible says in Ephesians 4, 16, talking about the Father, He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. And as each part, say each part. It didn't say most parts, as a few parts, as the, those parts. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. Hey, listen, I want to bust a myth another one this morning about spiritual growth. We get the idea that spiritual growth comes from gathering more information about Jesus. Listening to more teaching, listening to more podcasts, all of that is phenomenal. But according to the scripture, the Bible says that the church body is healthy, growing, and full of love when each part does its part. You mean I got to do something? No, no, no. You just find your fit and you find your flow, you find your function, and here we go. Come on. So spiritual growth is tied to participation. Somebody said that in the announcement, I mean, in the uh, video this morning, Jim, Jim Puffer. It's not by observing, it's not by evaluating the teaching, it's not by, well, you know, I think the Greek says this. Holy dooly. That's tongues for holy cow. Spiritual growth is a byproduct of each member functioning not each member getting more Bible knowledge. You know what the Bible says? Knowledge puffs up. Well, you know, the Bible says, oh, yeah, it does. You're really smart. I'm just going to go and, 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 and help build the house of God. You keep walking around in your smartness. Don't think it's the accumulation of Bible knowledge. Find your fit. Find your function. And the body of Christ grows to healthy. And here's the thing with this church. While there is no perfect church, we can discover God's perfect placement. There is no perfect church, but watch this. He places perfectly. Some of we're looking. Well, I'm just looking for I'm looking. Stop. Look for placement. He will place you perfectly in an imperfect church. Right? But he places perfectly. So shed that idea that you're going to find the perfect place that does everything according to your picture and idea and just allow the Lord to place you. Amen? Amen. Hey, we're getting ready to close here in just a minute. But, but I just want to say this, is that, you know, as I consider personally uh, the, the, the thought of a simple connection to a great church almost 28 years ago, uh, I want to just declare to you today that you are in the right place at the right time. You came today to hear this word. You didn't come to hear me. You came to hear this word. Because as we said, God, what is it that you want to say? Oh, okay, I'll say that. I'm, I'm giving you what I got. God knew that you'd be here. And I want to tell you, as amazing as this place is, and it is, 
And as amazing as our pastors are, and they are, do you know, do you, let me just tell you this, the ultimate point of connection is not with an idea, but with a person. It's, it's not a concept. It's not even a, all the greatness that's happening here. You could come here and be blessed by association and yet never have a personal relationship with Jesus. Listen to me, Jesus paid way too high a price for you to hang around the edges. I'm telling you, he died so that you could get back into relationship with the Father. Amen. And, and you know what, the, amen, the longer I do this, the more I realize how simple it really is. God is perfect, I'm not. There's nothing that I could do to ever bridge the gap. There's no, because he's, he's all light, he's, he's perfect. And I may be well behaved compared to you, but compared to his holiness, never can I bridge that gap. And God says, I got it, I'm gonna send my son Jesus. Jesus didn't come to give you a set of rules. This is what you need to live like. He came to restore and bridge the gap of relationship. He did something that you and I could never do. Most of the time we close our eyes and for the privacy of others, but I'm telling you right now, we're gonna just with our head up. If you're here today and for the very first time, you wanna come across that bridge. You want a relationship with God that's not just I hope so, but you wanna know so. And you're here this morning, we're gonna do three things for the first time, or for the first time in a long time. You know, the, you, you find yourself, well, I've been hanging around church, but I'm really not sure how my relationship with Jesus is. I've kind of been busy or gotten sidetracked or distracted, but man, I know I came today to hear this. I'm ready to cross that bridge and I'm no longer going back between God and what's going on over here. I want to walk with God the rest of the days of my life. And if you're here this morning and you want that, just that assurance deep in your spirit that you know, that you know, that you know, because once you know, you'll start acting with who you are. So if at any point, listen, that you, you, you are ready for a first-time connection, a reconnection, or just getting that established, just everybody's looking around. Like, the, But if you'll be honest with God, He will meet you every single time. So come on, just throw those hands up right now. Say, Pastor, that's me. I want to pray. Would you pray for me? There's great, listen, the water is stirring right now. Amen. Come on. Come on. There's about seven others. Just, yeah, okay, okay, okay. Here's the thing. Jesus is the door into the family of God. You can't get into the, like, really, like, into the family without this. So I want us to pray this prayer together. Lord Jesus, wow. No, really, that's okay. Lord Jesus, wow. Thank you for today. Thank you, Lord. It's so simple. It's so plain. And it's so free. Jesus, today, I acknowledge you. I acknowledge your death on the cross. And I acknowledge and I recognize that the blood that you shed is sufficient to cleanse me from my sin and to bring me into relationship with God the Father. I receive you now. Thank you for receiving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, let's give God a shout. There'll be a little bit of instruction at the end. Here's the deal. This isn't just a thing that you do and then leave. I'm telling you, we've got folks that are going to stand with you and pray with you and pray for you, points of connection that are absolutely vital. Pastor, I am so thankful you called me back, man. 
I'm so thankful. My wife thanks you. My kids thank you. Our city thanks you. So thank you for that point of connection 28 years ago. Hey, here's what we're going to do now, church. We're going to seize an opportunity to, uh, to, to simply receive an offering and sow into Pastor Kirk and Pastor Suzette. Here's the thing about giving in the kingdom that's different than giving in the world. And, and man, I've got miles of time, four minutes and 50 seconds. Get ready. All right. So here's what the world does. So you know the story when the, uh, when the master went away and he gave some five talents, some two talents, and some one talent. And the five went and made five more, right? He, he put it to work. He developed what was entrusted into him. The one with two talents, given according to his abilities, he went and worked to those two talents and he made two more. And the guy who got one didn't do anything with it, but he buried it. And then he tried to get all mouthy with the master when he came back. Oh, well, I knew that you were this. And he got kind of patronizing and all this other stuff. So to the one who was faithful with the five, he said, go, uh, you've made more, go and receive. You're gonna have authority over 10 cities. And he says to the guy who did two, you're gonna go because of your faithfulness to develop what I entrusted into you. This, and the guy uh, who did one, take the one and give it to the guy with, that made five more. Now the world says, oh, well they should, he should have taken that and given it to the guy who only had four. See, giving in the kingdom is different than kingdom giving in this world. See, we look and we give to, oh, y'all aren't ready for this, but yes, you are, here we go. We think that we give and we need to have such an abundance that we have plenty of leftover to give to the least of these. But in the kingdom of God, there's a spiritual principle that you sow into that which those who have been faithful with what has been entrusted. See, giving in the kingdom is not just like giving that we do in the world. We're, come on, kingdom people, we give into fruitfulness. You are sitting here today, 28 years on, 36 years of marriage. Wow! Faithfulness, not perfect. Not, watch this. It's, this is not about deserving. This is about us seizing an opportunity, God providing us an opportunity to sow into a faithful field. So I want to encourage you this morning. Just It's a simple thing, this, Lord, how would you have me to participate? The ushers are going to come down in just a minute, and we're going to just receive an offering. And you can give like you do, just earmark it for Pastor Kirk and Pastor Suzette. Listen to me. This is not about them. This is about you and me taking this opportunity to sow into a field of faithfulness. How many of you guys, you know, young married, you want to be married 36 years and still love each other like these guys? Yeah? Amen. Sow into that field. How many of you feel called to the ministry? I'm telling you, 28 years of faithfulness in God, plus the years of youth pastoring, faithfulness, sow into the field. You want your kids in the house of God serving and loving Jesus, sow into the field. So this is not about, oh, 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 now we're getting, no, 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 this is just as spiritual as all that great preaching you just heard. <laughs> this is just as spiritual. And it's simple as this, you know, oh, I want to hear God's voice. Good, I knew that that was going to be your point. I'm going to tell you how to do that. You say, Lord, how would you have me bless Pastor Kirk and Pastor Suzette? Really? Oh, get behind me, Satan. <laughs> I'm telling you, you if I dare you to ask God. Because when you do ask God and God speaks, I'm telling you, it'll stretch you just a little bit. But I'm telling you, every time you give, you create space for God to move. See, we like preaching about Jehovah Jireh, but you'll never know Jehovah Jireh until you create a space for him to provide. That's like front row. 
flamethrower, right? We like to preach about Jehovah Jireh. Oh, he's my provider. Yeah, you'll never know him as your provider until you create a space. Come on, let's create space this morning. Ushers, come on down. We're going to bless Pastor Kirk, Pastor Suzette. Thank you guys so much.